0: Greetings and felicitations on this Yule Saturday. Hello. All I want you to do right now is um, just reach for your bells and give them a bit of a jingle jangle. Okay. I don't know if you've got big bells, small bells, some as big as your head. But give them a twist, a flick of your wrist. That's what Santa said. Like, so, all right. can, you, can you, with both hands... You know, grab the bells with both hands and give them a good old jingle jangle. Now, a little louder. Oh, that's very festive indeed. Lovely. Okay, so welcome along. It's Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese, episode number 46. And it's uh, it's a... Bumper Weekend Edition, we've had a Friday episode and we have a Saturday episode and it's uh, an absolute delight to have you here. Uh, just make yourself comfortable, uh, just stop home alone or die hard if you think that's a Christmas movie, just put it on pause right now and uh, and, and see if you can just pay attention to your dear host, it's Chappie here and uh, I'm a rather uh, lonely British butler. Um, living in a log cabin and I iron shirts all day I starch collars I polish shoes I cook I'm a, I'm a, I'm a utility butler basically uh, and if you had me attached to a belt I could be your very own utility butler and it's uh, and it's marvellous marvellous to have this little whimsical portal that we call Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese and uh, I hope you're having a break from all the madness all the shopping madness that's out there at the moment uh, on the last uh, Saturday before Christmas. And some of the things that we may be or may not be talking about today is I'm going to introduce you, folks, ladies and mantelpieces, to the wonder that is the Yak Milk Dog Chew Toy. Or oh, it's a dog, dog chew bone, I guess. So the Yak Milk Dog Chew Bone, made of Yak Milk from the Himalayas. I didn't have to scale Everest or anything of the sort to. Uh, to go and grab this yak bone I didn't melt the yak with my own bare hands because that could be messy and you know you might pull the wrong udder or something along those lines um but so so I'll be introducing you to that um we're also going to be um looking at potentially um the whole pajama problem there is a pajama problem um and it's the fact that they're a little loose then we'll be looking at that um, over the course uh, of the next uh, hour or so, old people on speakerphones. will be talking about that. Turkey trots will be discussing that as well. Um, also, we never got around to it yesterday. Uh, the, the debate and, you know, the bringing a revolution to introducing Yorkshire puddings to the whole of America. I think that's uh, I think that could be very, very key and very exciting for all of us. Uh, involved here, um, here at Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese, at Chappie Towers, um, and let's look at uh, the penguins, at risk the huge iceberg slips closer, let's also look at the police gang um, who are Bordeaux's premier crew, there's a little bit of a wine heist going on, I believe, uh, the full Monty on ice, oh my gosh it sounds very cold, Things would freeze to an icicle with the full Monty on ice. Um, and, uh, and and also we're going to be having some uh, trample trombone. Uh, we will be having a, a historical Tinder game uh, a little bit later uh, as well. Um, we're going to be looking at why does the sky get so red? What's that red hue in the sky uh, in winter? It's so lovely at night and in the morning, especially if you're... Um, uh, backyard or front yard is laid in the snow. It's absolutely uh, absolutely delightful. Um, and uh, we've got more of our uh, social dilemma. Um, people are watching me. People are tracking me. I, I, I feel like there's little elves out there, little Jeff Bezos elves out there, watching me uh, with, with binoculars or possibly a long telescope. And they're seeing what I'm doing. They're, see- they're hearing what I'm saying. And uh, it, it is affecting what... Information I'm getting across the whole of the internet as well and what the people are trying to sell me they're trying to sell me utility things, they're trying to sell me uh, pipe smoking accessories they're trying to sell me slippers they're trying to sell me extra warm uh, alpine socks all of this uh, is, is coming it's it's um I'm not a conspiracy theorist by any means but um, but uh, mr. Bezos and uh, uh, Tim Apple and all of those uh, all of those guys uh, are, are watching us and, and, and watching our shopping habits what we're saying I mean there's this uh, uh, keep Calm and coral With our cheese podcast I, I, I feel affects everything that I'm, I'm getting I'm gonna be probably getting you know uh, solicitations for yak milk dog treats now uh, I mean that may happen as well uh, you know the more the more you the more you search, and we're all addicted to our phones. Let's put it that way. The more you search, the 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 broader you get in terms of uh, solicitations and advertising that's directed to you. You know, I, I've been getting boxer shorts. You know, because I mean, all of my boxer shorts have holes in them. Um, you know, and, and I've tried to sew them up. I tried to darn them. I, everything else, but no. So I'm getting um, extra strength. You know, in the gusset. Uh, boxer shorts uh, advertising as well and uh, why not so anyway we're here we're we're sitting comfortably Um, I do have a nice pair of thick alpine socks on and they're keeping the toes rather warm Um, uh, but that's what we have for the uh, for the podcast we're going to maybe try to fit in two next week uh, as well Um, I'm going to see if I might be able to introduce and and possibly persuade my children to come on and maybe sing a song or talk about rats or any other pets that they would like to discuss. But uh, here it is. It's Chappie. I'm at your service uh, for the next hour and uh, enjoy it. And um, I hope uh, you get a nice, uh, pleasant little audio massage over the course of the next uh, hour or so. So as you know, we do love some uh, royal news on Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese. The uh, Duchess of Sussex has made her public debut as a startup investor by backing a small Californian company that sells instant coffee pre-mixed with dried oat and mushrooms. Clever Blends describes itself as a woman-led, mission-driven wellness company dedicated to, to giving a shit. It uh, has only six staff and is headquartered in Santa Barbara, a few miles away from Meghan and Harry. The company sells super lattes, uh, 14 bags that cost $20 each. Consumers who subscribe for regular deliveries pay slightly less for the powdered drinks, that require an addition of hot water and a, a quick pulse of the handheld frother, a handheld frother, um, which uh, it, it sounds very nice. I do like some uh, frothy milk on top of my uh, hot chocolate, as I, I think I mentioned before here. Um, so media mogul Oprah Winfrey um, suggested on the first day of Christmas as my neighbor, uh, Megan said to me a basket, a basket of deliciousness. So she's obviously sent these moldy mushrooms and oats. This has like sort of horse feed to me. Um, I have a, I did a mushroom coffee one time that said it was decaffeinated and it actually tasted rather good. A little bit of hint of chocolate to it. Um, but it it kept me up all night. I mean, so it must've been heavily caffeinated, but you know, if I'm adding water to anything, this is, this is what I'm adding water to. This is, this is, this is a cup of PG tips gold. And let me, let me try that. Ah, that is, that was rather good. Now it's bolder uh, than the, than the, than the original PG tips. PG tips, uh, the original is absolutely fantastic as well, by the way, but there's a little bit bolder, a little elegant, um, a little refined, um, but it's a strong cup of tea. I mean, it put hair on a chest, and I don't need any more hair because I'll probably turn into a yeti or an ape or orangutan. Although I don't have orange chest hair, so probably not an orangutan. But but that's that's is is a rather lovely taste. But that's what I'm adding when I add hot water. That's what I'm doing. Maybe some hot chocolate as well. But that's frothy milk with the hot chocolate. But I don't know if I'm going down the whole oats and um, mushroom uh, that 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 road that's not the uh, yellow brick road of gold for me that's uh, that's a rather different left turn i think talking of megan and harry though they have actually um they're starting their own podcast i don't know if anybody's listened to the trailer uh, but megan's Meghan, got a lovely voice i i think and, and then you've got Harry. Harry uh, 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 my wife wanted me to talk first, uh, so I could, um you know, so I could attract a listenership of people who like my uh, my accent. I'm a walking, talking puppet, and, and, and with an accent. So uh, please come and join me. It'll be absolutely smashing to join me and my wife, and we can talk about uh, oats, and uh, we can talk about mushrooms, and uh, we can talk about um, what we're getting Kate and William for Christmas, and uh, and and how we're we're persona non grata now. It, 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 it wins. And at Sandringham and all the rest of the places so, so we, we, but we'll be having special guests as well we, 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 oprah's going to be joining us and uh, and um, maybe we'll have um, uh, you know uh, president uh, president clinton your no no clinton might be joining us uh, but certainly Obama, well, Miss President Obama will be joining us as well, and Tim Apple, and, and maybe some uh, Bill Gates, and uh, Mark Zuckerberg, no, Zuckerberg won't be joining us, so we want a good listenership here, and, and, and absolutely lovely, and, I'll, 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 you know, I'm, I'm being controlled by the strings, my wife is controlling the strings at the moment, and, uh, and, uh, and yeah, we're going to be talking about um, all sorts of mushrooms and, and oats and rather, rather delicious things. I mean, as I've proven, an accent doesn't get you anywhere in the podcast world. So um, we'll see how it works out. I'll be a keen listener. Um, We're all in this uh, fraternity and sorority of podcasting. And uh, we we, we sort of prop each other up, I I think. And uh, if I do get the call to be on the uh, Megan and Harry podcast, I think it's Archie Archwell. Or Archie Well is something along along those lines. Somebody's going to be called something along those lines. Then I I, I will guest. I will bring some tea. I'll keep. I'll be mother and I'll pour out the tea. I'll bring some PG Dips Gold over, and they can give me some of the mushroom tea, and we can uh, swap old stories about uh, hot crumpets at private school and all of that. And uh, I think it'd be a rather wonderful little little journey for Harry and myself, and 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 um, you know Megan and us around, and um, we can have a you know good hour of chat and. Uh, and uh, maybe some light comedy. So, if my uh, if my kitty winks join us on the podcast uh, early next week, um, I'm going to try to get them to explain. But I, I probably got an audience of the probably over 50s. I imagine. I don't know if I have anybody younger than that, but maybe over 50. I would I would think. I know my mother's a very keen listenership, and she probably makes up 80 percent of the audience. Um, but uh, I'll get them to explain uh, TikTok. But the um, Living Museum in the black country in the UK uh, wins over the TikTok generation um, to black uh, countries in Dudley, Midlands. Internet celebrities and influencers take note. The surest way to popularity comes from being old, wearing a flat cap. This is me for, uh, for, for gosh's sake. Uh, sitting by a cast iron range and reminiscing about life a century ago. So the Country Living Museum, an open air attraction in Dudley, is exploring the industrial revolution and has become an unlikely viral sensation on the decidingly youthful TikTok platform. After amassing a huge following with its range of videos and short clips about life in the past, one clip featuring the museum's 1920s granddad. I think that that was me. I was paid a, a farthing and a shilling and, and maybe a, a, a potato and, uh, and a, a pair of clean shoes um, to, to appear in this video. Um, ration butter as well who dressed in a flat cap and waistcoat offers users life advice and has been viewed by more than 2.3 million viewers. I really miss my granddad now reads one of the 12,000 comments on the video. The Midlands venue has surpassed the Carnegie Museum of uh, natural history in the United States to become the most followed museum and has been named one of TikTok's top 100 UK accounts of the year. The heritage sector has long struggled to attract younger visitors due to the coronavirus restrictions, but the living, uh, Country Living Museum um, has had these challenges as well and has presented opportunities to better understand what young people want from museums. According to Abby Bird, its communications manager, I think why the videos themselves are interesting is that among the younger generation, there is a perception that museums are very formal and boring and are focused on talking about objects. We're flipping that on its head, saying education and entertainment are not exclusive. My target was to get 10,000 followers by Christmas. On our second post, we achieved that. and I thought, okay, this is bigger than I thought. There are 3.7 million TikTok users in, in Britain and millions and millions in the US. And uh, Miss Bird attributes the museum's success to telling historical stories that people may not otherwise have heard about. People only interested in women's history and Gen Z's are really interested in social justice. Uh, so it's a perfect vehicle for them. We cover 300 years of history, uh, women's history, and uh, some of the more uh, historical um, narratives about some of our uh, more controversial um, leaders, our biggest videos have characters in them. There's a group of fans of 1920s Grandad who started a campaign, but they wanted to send him Christmas cards. To build popularity among younger users, museums must tell stories in an accessible way. My view is that Gen Z are demanding more from museums. They want authenticity. They want us to be less formal and speak in the way that we're speaking. So, this is why they don't listen to the podcast, because I, I follow a script. I have a stiff collar on, a uh, black tie, obviously. And uh, and uh, very long socks up to my uh, up to my thighs, and uh, very tight underwear as well. So it's a very very stiff type of delivery, and this is why uh, my my audience is older. Um, but there we go. So it's introducing the museum is introducing TikTok to uh, to uh, uh, an older and younger audience. Um, maybe that's what I need to start. I need to start filming myself on TikTok. I need to uh, I need to start maybe trying some TikTok dances. Uh, a little you know shake and drift of the head uh, maybe a, a few spins um, I don't think there's too much hand action but i, I do i do um dance a little bit um uh, like um uh, like a primate there's no lower uh, motion to the to the body it's just a lot of upper motion upper body motion and uh my uh, my lower body could be in cement and concrete um so yeah I don't know if I could be taught the uh um, Addison Ray dancing or whatever it is. See, I know Addison Ray. There we go. I'm in with the kids here, folks. So penguins are at risk as huge iceberg slips ever closer. Scientists in the remote island of South Georgia are preparing to be cut off from the rest of the globe as the world's largest iceberg bears down on them. Iceberg A68A, um, which sounds like a bra size, which broke three from Antarctic ice shelf three years ago, is on collision course with the uh, British Overseas Territory in the South Atlantic, home to 27 scientists and government officials. It's traveling at 0.5 miles an hour, which is the sort of speed I like to travel, and could arrive in the island in two weeks. Those on the island could even be cut off from the uh, th- from more than usual if the iceberg prevents the arrival of their supply ship. The consequence of the iceberg's arrival could be even more catastrophic for one of the most biggest colonies of king penguins. For humans, problems would arise if fragments of the iceberg broke off uh, into bergy bits, and growlers, uh, which would make waters hazardous, hazardous for shipping. Um, but uh, asked whether it be more of an isolated experience, he said it was, it's been a little bit of an isolating experience because of COVID this year, and we've got restrictions. So if a ship does bring in our usual supply vessel to bring in fresh fruit and veg, we're probably not going to mix with the crew properly anyway. Um, but there's a real concern for the wildlife. One of the reasons people are down here to see the penguins and albatrosses is if we're here seeing young seals and young penguins not being fed properly it can be very difficult to take. Um, we've got some very talented technicians and mechanics who can keep the station running, so that the very worst case scenario happens and the ship can't come alongside, we'll find a way through it. Um, we're flying at 500 feet and I can see the surface is very powdery of this, of this iceberg. Around the edges were uh, fissures, uh, caves and cracks. Uh, on top it's almost blinding white with the edges of blue hues were all almost always amazing uh, i'd normally photoshop these colors but this time i did nothing uh, it's moving pretty slowly but it could have an absolutely devastating effect on the wildlife and the penguin penguins um on the island so that's very very sad i mean it's uh, i think we have to go in and uh, pick up a penguin or several penguins and uh, and and see if we can rescue them i mean I don't know what my dogs would think if I had uh, several pet penguins in the in the in the backyard. I mean, it has been cold enough of late, um, but I don't you know they probably wouldn't eat the you know venison turkey mixed dog food. I'd have to buy in a lot of uh, a lot of canned fish or something along those lines to uh, to feed them. But I'm wondering if you can train penguins around dogs. I mean, would the dogs accept the penguins? Would the penguins accept the dogs? That's the question. I mean, with that beak, it could give uh, George a nasty sort of nip on the nose or something. So I was talking about McCartney yesterday and the fabulous McCartney three album that uh, that is getting very good publicity. Uh, But Sir Paul McCartney addresses the death conspiracy and said the theory was great publicity. So Paul McCartney says the theory that he died and was replaced on the cover of the Beatles classic Abbey Road was great publicity. After its release in 1969, fans thought there were secret messages on the photo indicating Paul had been killed in a car crash three years earlier. But Macca said Paul is dead conspiracy was ridiculous. He added, people, um, what do you want about to do about this? Just leave it. It's great publicity of the album. I put out a statement out saying, I'm not dead. A crankpot idea started to spread after a fan-shaded on air with US DJ Russ Gibb. The cover was said to depict a funeral with Paul Barefoot and out of step with his bandmates to represent a corpse. The car registration plate in the pitch also said to prove Mac had been killed. But Sir Paul uh, explained, it was a very hot day. I did a few photos. Going across the, uh, across the sidewalk, crossing in sandals. Then it was so hot, I kicked them off for a couple of shots, and that's when uh, the ones they used, and, and, and they said it's a sign that Paul is dead. There's a VW Beetle with a license plate 281F, and, and they said the 28, if he had lived. None of it made any sense at all. There's a long line of conspiracy theories surrounding the uh, theory that Paul is dead. And even Atomic Kid and uh, singer Kerry Katona said maybe there's some truth to it. Some also believe that it's hidden messages in the Beatles songs, while others suggest that Paul was replaced by a body double. I mean, one thing I, I do love, I love McCartney, but uh, maybe after the song We All Stand Together, uh, people were maybe doubting his legitimacy. Um, those frogs in that uh, in that video that was a Rupert Bear um, uh, children's video should have became a French beaster appetizer in my opinion. Love Paul, all stand together, not one of his best I have to say. So the rudest ever delivery driver has been slammed for throwing parcels and hogging snacks. A video uploaded to TikTok shows a driver dropping a parcel on the ground before walking up to the front door and grabbing multiple bags of crisps or chips before returning to the van. In a viral TikTok video, the driver had been seen carelessly dropping a package on the floor before starting to walk back to the van. But she then returns after noticing a basket of snacks on the porch and grabs a few bags before saying thank you and walking back into the van. In the video, which has been viewed more than 500,000 times, the woman added in the video, she threw the package and took four bags of chips and didn't give AF alongside a crying emoji. Um, so, I mean, I think in this case, I mean, it is a season of goodwill uh, to all men and women. Um, but I, I think she deserves to be, uh, you know, there's deserves to be a festive pelt down with snowballs and coal to be, coal to be added to a stocking. So a property advert sparks outrage as Bed in a shed is listed for a thousand dollars per month. Uh, a property listing in Dublin is called the stir after people spotted that someone who was asking for a thousand or one thousand uh, uh, two hundred euros a thousand pounds a month to live in a shed um, uh, in in an Irish in an Irish town when it comes to ridiculous rentals we expect to see tiny rooms and studio apartments where your oven is next to a shower offered for eye-watering monthly costs but people were shocked to see a bed uh, for rent in Dublin um, for around a thousand pounds that's 14,000 euros uh, a year in a post uh, at Daft uh, Island and Rent Island uh, that has been since been removed. One landlord shared a property listing with the image showing nothing more than a double bed, no mattress and a portable heater inside a wooden shed. Despite the ad being deleted, House Hunters uh, saw it, shared the screenshots on Twitter and it has gone viral. I think that's where David Cameron spent six months in a shed. I mean, it did have a wood burning stove, um, hot and cold running water, Wi-Fi, um, uh, gnomes massaging his feet and uh, giving him whatever he wants uh, so he could write his uh, autobiography. Uh, but this doesn't sound quite so good. But what I have to say is if the uh, sheds are rocking, don't come a knocking, but there's no room there. I mean, if any shenanigans are going going on, that shed would act- a- absolutely collapse. It is the ultimate desolate man cave. Okay, so I've made it downstairs. Um, normally I'm in a padded room and that's not because I'm mentally insane or anything, uh, or talk to myself for hours on end. Well, I guess I do. I'm doing a podcast. Um, but no, uh, the, I'm in a padded room, um, with thousands of old, uh, British army vests that are slightly yelling, wrap around the microphone to get that warmish sound. And, um, anyway, so I've come downstairs and uh, I'm just going to do a little test here. So what we have is, um... I'm going to try a little bit of one of Maggie's dog treats. It's a Himalayan yak dog treat. So this uh, this whole uh, business was started in 2003 by two brothers um, who discovered that their dogs love chirpy, the traditional uh, Nepalese chew made for people of the Himalayas. They spent four years re-engineering the historical ancient recipe by removing the lactose and fat content and creating a healthy, savory long-lasting chew for dogs, known now as a Himalayan dog chew. So this thing is rock hard. So I'm going to cut it up into little pieces here. So you're going to cut it up. All right, all right, so I'm cutting it up. Um, So I'm going to cut it up and uh, it needs to be soaked in uh, some water, some slightly warm water for about 15 minutes. So I'm going to do that. And, uh, and, and come back to you, folks. There. So be patient, and uh, we'll be back uh, very shortly. Okay. So anyway, so it's so it's it, it's been soaking for about uh, 15 minutes in some slightly warm water, and um, we're going to uh, I'm going to go and take it now. And uh, what you can do is you can put it in the microwave and uh, put it in there for a couple of minutes, and it puffers up, puffs up like a souffle, apparently. Now, I do love a good souffle, so we're going to let it puff up and uh, and basically see, um, you know, what what's going to happen. What's it going to taste like? Is it going to be a new chappy delic- delicacy? Could I serve this at a Christmas party or Christmas uh, Christmas lunch or something? So it's a, it's a Himalayan yak dog chew. It's been soaking and, uh, and we're going to now see uh, what it's going to taste like. OK, so I'm going to put it in the microwave right now. All right. right, so we're going to see what, what what happens next. It's in the microwave, and um, let's get a little bit of time here, and um, see if it's going to puff up like a souffle, or the best Yorkshire pudding in the world. All right, here we go. It's just about to finish here. and. Uh, Let's see what it's going to look like. Okay, so I'm going to go and get get this uh, this new yakish delight treat, and um, wow, it's puffed up to maybe three or four times its size. I mean, it doesn't look the most edible. I have to say, it has a little bit of a pungent smell to it. Let's see what sort of taste it has. So it's very—it's incredibly soft now. It has—it uh, has popped up and puffed up like a soufflé. So I'm just going to cut into it. Mm. Okay. And I popped a little bit on my mouth uh, on the knife here, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna pop it uh, into my mouth. And um, okay, put it up to my lips. Hmm. Mm. It, it has a pungent taste as well. I have to say. It tastes like sour milk or perhaps uh, chewing on a sweaty rugby player's sock for maybe 15 years. Um, Now, Maggie loves it. Dogs love it. Um, But I don't think it's a human delicacy. I think all the goodness and fat and everything else has been taken out of it. So not going to try that again, but I'm now going to give it to Maggie and she'll give the ultimate taste test and probably wolf it down in, in, in a couple of seconds. So I'm back in the studio. Um... This rather sort of uh, primitive studio that's uh, got stuffed uh, in the walls um, to, you know, break and warm the sound up a little bit. Uh, hundreds of thousands of years of uh, elves and gnomes' beards. So <clears throat> I may need to replace it soon, so I'm just going to go around shaving uh, Colorado men's beards off and uh, using it as insulation to make the podcast sound that much warmer. So I've got a not a great aftertaste. Maggie uh, wolfed it down. She loved it, absolutely loved it. I, on the other hand, will probably not try it again. So I'm going to uh, do a little gargle of some PD tips. All right, so... That's got rid of the taste and lovely PG tips, obviously. So there we go. Um, the uh, the dogs love the uh, Himalayan yak dog chews. Um, me, I'm not going to taste it again, but if it stops her uh, chewing all and sundry, then uh, I will definitely uh, give her a lifetime supply of the yak chews. So, you know, I don't normally look at it on this day, but this is Saturday the 19th of December. And um, today, 1950, the Dalai Lama, Tibet spiritual leader, left uh, Lhasa for a town on the Tibetan-Indian border. I wonder if he grabbed any of those uh, Himalayan dog chews to take back. Uh, in November 1950, the UN General Assembly had condemned the Chinese invasion of Tibet. 1981, the eight crew of the RNLI Penley Solomon Brown lost their lives of Cornwall. Uh, also 1984, Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher signed the Sino-British Joint Declaration to return Hong Kong to Chinese rule in 1997. Um, and then... The biggest news and the most interesting, in 1843, A Christmas Carol in Prose, being a ghost story of Christmas by Charles Dickens, was first published. All 6,000 copies were sold by Christmas Eve, but there was very little profit for the author. So, as I mentioned, social dilemma. So, you know, everybody's listening. Tim Apple, the elves, Santa's watching, Um, your nosy neighbor next door is probably watching um bezos is uh, up in a in a spaceship some somewhere watching everything that we do um you know and we just have to accept it if we're if we're um you know wrestling with today's technology and living our lives uh, there are people watching so the other day i mentioned that i i was actually doing the podcast from bed the other day and uh, and i and i mentioned that i brought the fire pit inside so soon after that i got a note from uh something called city bonfires Um, and uh, so you know this popped up so if you're looking for a great portable heat source but would like to avoid smoke and ashes no look no further than our bonfires our portable bonfires use non-toxic recycled soy wax and uh, that means no smoky smell as well as a, a low soot it's a perfect substitution for messy fire pit and there's no embers flying around so you won't have to worry about burning holes in your clothes and chairs it comes in a small tin that's filled with wax. And all you need is a start with a torch lighter and you have your large bonfire that you can sit around all day. So th- this is after I mentioned I brought the fire pit inside. And, uh, and, and I get this. It's, it's a portable um, bonfire that you uh, it looks like you can bring it inside. It's not going to set everything on fire. You know, I'm not going to have a flaming podcast or anything like that. I can bring it inside, warm my cockles, warm my tootsies, and uh, it'll be perfectly fine. But there we go. They're all watching. Bezos, Tim Apple, your ne- n- nosy neighbor next door, Santa, the elves—they're all watching. And um, and uh, there we go. Um, you mentioned something, um, so you know. Let, let let's um, let's mention. I don't know. Um, ladies' knickers. Let's see what I get. You know, ladies' 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 knickers, indestructible ladies' knickers, and see what happens um, next time around. See if it's going to be advertising ladies' knickers to me. It's entirely possible. We shall see. And uh, I will report back to you at a podcast near you very, very soon. Okay, so we have another historical Tinder. So in Tinder, you swipe right or swipe left on your uh, on possibly the suitor that you want to take you to the uh, Christmas ball. Um, in historical Tinder, it's the axe swinging to the right or the left, or the guillotine swinging to the right or the left, or a sword, or who knows what. Um, it was a different swiping back in those days. And today we have Joanna of Spain, known as Joanna the Mad. Joanna uh, de Castile became the first queen of the Habsburg dynasty when she married Philip of Burgundy. The couple started out madly in love, unusual for an arranged royal marriage, but things soon became complicated. Joanna was as jealous as Philip, was promiscuous, and his infidelities soon drove her into a state of extreme paranoia. Because her husband would chase around after any attractive lady at court, Joanna took to uh, only including old and ugly women in her uh, her retinue. And uh, one case she even had uh, attacked a woman she believed to be her husband's mistress. Desperate for Philip to be true to her, Joanna started consulting sorcerers and using love potions. And when her husband ignored her, she even uh, briefly went on a hunger strike. Whether or not Joanna was actually crazy is debatable, but this kind of erratic behavior, along with the desire of the men around her to usurp her power, uh, uh, eventually led to her being locked away in the castle for the latter part of her life. Uh, Queen, uh, Queen Joanna's eccentricities ramped up considerably in 1506 when Philip died after a brief illness. Utterly distraught, Joanna constantly wore black and wept uncontrollably. And she even had the coffin open on several occasions so she could kiss the feet of her husband's corpse. Worried that her husband would cheat even death, Joanna forbid any woman from coming near his coffin, even the nuns. Oh, Joanna. Okay, so in Joanna's case, there was none of this. So uh, she didn't have a, a fate worse than death, or have a skull crushed, or anything along those lines. And um, her love potions uh, really didn't work particularly. So her dear husband did not become persuaded by the uh, by the love potions, no. And there was none of that where well, he was maybe a little bit of a pig, definitely. So there we go. The um, sadly, the axe well, the axe didn't swipe left or swing left, all right for Joanna. Um, but uh, she did have a, a lonely, rather paranoid life and, um, and uh, did love kissing her husband's feet, apparently. OK, so we have another little session of Trump or trombone. There's our foghorn Trump. There's our trombone. We look at the most heinous uh, headline crimes and uh, see if they're a Trump or a trombone. Um, and uh, that's how we equate the stories. It's rather childish, a little bit immature, uh, but uh, tickles my fancy, let's put it that way. Um, so here we go. Um, first up, uh, we, we do have uh, a rather lovely story. Marks and Spencer customer slipper review after losing leg brings people to tears. A woman who was shopping at the Marks and Spencer's website for a dad's Christmas present took to Twitter to share a view she read from a man who had lost his leg. Um, at Marks and Spencer shopper um, stumbled across a heartwarming review on the website. Voice artist Jane Sharp was looking for a Christmas gift for her dad when she found a pair of slippers that she thought he would love. But as she read through the customer's verdicts on uh, the fresh feet pair, one review caught her by surprise. A fellow Marks and Spencer shopper who lost his leg offered to give away his left slipper to anyone who'd lost one. Five years ago, I lost my right leg, so I'd never wear the right slipper again. Uh, So please contact me if you're in need of uh, the spare slipper. So if you're missing a left and take a size eight, I need a right slipper. I'm allowing Marks and Spencer to give you my email address so you can have one for free. So that's a rather heartwarming uh, festive tale here. Um, It's sort of wide eyed and legless, I suppose. Um, But I do need industrial strength slippers. I've got a corgi that has teeth like a great white shark and uh, that the penetrates the slipper. And uh, my slippers do look like a, a ragged old shirt at this this, this rate. Um, and they let in water um, and snow and everything else since Maggie's uh, laid her chompers into them. And Jandex robots start to deliver restaurant meals in central Moscow. Moscow uh, driverless robot buggies have started delivering hot restaurant meals to paying customers in one central Moscow district on Wednesday. Their operator, Russian internet giant, has said. Uh, the Andex Eats app, one of several food and grocery delivery services in Moscow, is offering customers around the White Square business district the option of having its meals delivered by a buggy like delivery robot instead of a human being. Um, So, I mean, in the case of a a case of this, I'm wondering for every meal they could throw in a 2021 Putin calendar of him performing every outdoor pursuit shirtless. (laughs) A fuming man demands a refund from the Shard after going on a disastrous date. Uh, The date at the Shard in London didn't go to plan with the unfortunate man sharing a video on TikTok of the disastrous circumstances which left people in stitches. Whether it leads you to finding a life partner or just a funny story to laugh at down the pub, much of the magic of the first date is the excitement that we feel. Will they be the one or not, or maybe the one for now, or sadly one to scarp a home away away from while you order a taxi home? Um, because for every success story uh, where the couple's locked eyes and instantly fall in love there are some really horrible tales and it's hard to keep the faith but this is a disastrous date at the Shard uh, recently the couple made their way up to the 52nd floor the Skyscraper which is home to the cocktail bar Gong the highest bar in London but the duo were left very unimpressed as the fog over the city led to very disappointing views he shared the video the disastrous views on TikTok and people were uh, left in stitches imagine taking a girl to the Shard to see the views. Um, in the video, the man can just be heard complaining. It's just fog. No views. No, just vibes. Refund, surely. The uh, video has been viewed by, viewed by more than a thousand people uh, since being uploaded to TikTok. You basically uh, paid for a cafe with grey walls and i admitted I never laughed so loud in my life. So I guess a real P-super crammed his style. Um, he could He could have said not to worry about the views across London when he had such a beautiful view at the other end of the table. Next on Trumple Trombone, Russian woman marries her briefcase. A woman from Moscow has married a briefcase. Uh, Rain Gordon, who says she has always, always been interested in inanimate objects, calls her husband Gideon. She says she first met Gideon back in 2015 in a hardware store. I had no idea we'd end up together. I admired how he looked, and I didn't think anything more. But then I started liking Gideon for more than that. I slowly realized I was falling in love with him. Police... Uh, <laughs> so there we go. Um, I, she wasn't arrested by the inanimate object police or anything along those lines. Um, but, uh, but the, you know, if, if the police uh, were to look into this, um, it would seem like an open and shut case. Uh, and it seems like she is attached to an attaché. Ah! And finally, for now, teaching assistant mortified after missing rude detail on Christmas cardigan. Christmas jumpers have become a staple during the festive season, but grandmother Carolyn Hallam got more than she anticipated with her festive knitwear this year. Uh, bargain hunting grandma was left red-faced after noticing a 50p Christmas cardigan featured a pair of very rude reindeer. Uh, teaching assistant Carolyn Hallam didn't notice the romping reindeer on front that she bought the knitwear at a car boots down, but she was left in stitches when she noticed the rude detail whilst ty- trying on her cardigan at home. Um, it, it, it's it's rotting, romping reindeers. Um, we do love bargains at the car boot sale, so mum was very pleased. She picked it up and took a quick look and realised it was a Christmas jumper and she thought it would be okay uh, for work. Um, and she didn't see it until she got home. Mum um, realised after holding it up and looking at the pattern properly, she tried it on and asked, uh, do you like my Christmas cardigan? I didn't notice at first. I said, Oh yes, how lovely. Uh, and then she burst out uh, laughing i just wonder if christmas is the ultimate rutting time for reindeer festive frolics are plenty they can't go at it too much because they need the stamina to pull santa's sleigh obviously uh, does santa uh, have just a single gender uh, uh, pulling his sleigh to avoid reindeer romping i ask uh, reindeers have uh, the best sex life obviously uh, whenever a reindeer wants uh, some rumpy and some naughtiness they just say yes dear <laughs> So what does the red sky in the morning mean? At this time of year, there's a lovely red hue uh, across the snow-laden landscape um, in the morning and night, especially here in Colorado at the moment. But what does a red sky in the morning mean? The truth behind the shepherd's warning rhyme. We all know the rhyme, but where does it come from? Uh, One of the toughest things about winter is having to rouse yourself out of bed while the sky is pitch black. However, the upside is when the sun does come up, The morning is often brightened by a pretty sky tinged with pink or red. Red sky at night, shepherds delight. Red sky in the morning, shepherds take warning. We all know the variation of the nursery rhyme, but is there any truth to it? Um, So what makes the sky red? During periods of high pressure in the winter, which often leads to cold, dry days with light winds, dust and other particles can become trapped within the atmosphere. As the sunlight moves through it, Red wavelengths pass through the air more easily than blue ones, which are scattered and deflected. This leaves a red light free to color the sky. This light is often reflected by the white clouds, giving the winter sky its characteristic pink clouds. The shepherd or sailor nurse has been used as a rule of thumb for predicting the weather for so long that a version of it even appears in the Bible. Jesus mentions as something that he was regarded even then as an established wisdom, saying by... Shepherd's warning means that the following day's weather is going to be poor. Um, but it does it hold true or not? So as long as you're somewhere along the middle latitudes of the planet. In places like the UK, weather systems move predominantly from west to east. A red sky in the morning means that the sky is clear to the east, where the sun is rising, but cloudy overhead, suggesting that the clouds are just beginning to move in. But this is part of the world where the red sky in the morning usually means bad weather to come. Um, however, in the tropics where the prevailing winds blow in the opposite direction, the same doesn't really work. But it's absolutely lovely. I love to wake up with that red sky in the morning and take some absolutely fabulous uh, photographs um, uh, that some of them I put up on Instagram, uh, keep calm and cauliflower cheese, at keep cheese on Twitter. But it really is a rather wonderful, magical time of year. And uh, the red sky just adds... That little bit of uh, whimsy magic to the hue of red in the morning is, uh, is an absolute delight. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I still have a rather bitter aftertaste and hopefully I will survive till next week uh, uh, not eating any more yaks milk. I don't think I'm going to get any yaks to milk uh, between now and then, uh, but that may be a good idea. I could start up a yak farm. Uh, to farm these treats. It could, you know, if it if it works in the Himalayas, why not in the uh, in the heady Alpine Heights here in Colorado? Uh, so Chappie's gonna get a yak farm and I'm gonna start milking. Somebody just needs to tell me show me which additive milk, I think. Um, so we finished today's podcast, Keep Calming Cauliflower and Our Cheese, episode number 46. Uh, with Let Every Day Be Christmas. Christmas is forever, not just for one day, for loving, sharing and giving are not just put away. Like bells and lights and tinsel in some box upon a shelf, the good you do for others is good you do for yourself. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Cheerio for now. We'll have a a couple next week before the uh, big festive delight of Christmas Day next week uh, on Friday. Uh, But look after yourselves till then. Have a lovely Yuletide and festive uh, delights over the course of the next week.